To hear the full episode, become a patron at patreon.com slash deathpanelpod. On Friday morning, you know, what I woke up to after the House of Representatives had basically just like move forward with Build Back Better, right, was a bunch of fundraising emails from places that I had unsubscribed to like dozens of times, you know, like saying, look, we got uh, XYZ into the bill, like stuff from, you know, random disability organizations that have like, you know, added me to their mailing list. and I can't seem to get myself off. Um, what you what you see is like this this big resounding reply from the nonprofit industrial complex, right? Who do these advocacy efforts? Who are who are doing the press rounds, claiming credit for like these sort of small and nebulous, like very symbolic uh, attempts at policy, right? And so right. I feel I feel like the other aspect of it is like to just like reiterate what what I was saying earlier is we spend a ton of fucking money on like telling people not to spend money. Right. We also yeah. spend a ton of money like on the business of politicking and of like discussing and advocating for and debating these 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 social programs that that we like to talk about. And we like to talk about equity and and, and making interventions and in the problems in society. But like there is so much money in talking about the problems and so little money that ever actually goes into like fixing the problems. Right. Like we we choose to spend all this money on like elections and we choose not to spend it on housing or like care for people who use drugs or, you know, I don't know, making sure bridges don't fall down and like yeah. fixing the New York City subway. You know, instead, like cops ride for free and, um, you know, everyone else has to pay. And if you like jump the turnstile, like you will go to jail. Right. Like these are decisions that we've made about priorities. And like it's the same thing where like we have prioritized the conversation around what is politically possible. And that has received so much excess attention compared to like exploration of what is like physically and politically possible. Right. Well, yeah. I, th I think I would just put it like the the terms of political possibility have, I think, you know, I mean, the CBO is one, one piece of it, but there are so many others, but they've been shifted around these. Yeah. They, they place it, place in, in constraints that don't really make any sense. Once you consider anything about how like the real world works, this is not an ideological uh, argument that I'm making necessarily. This is actually like a, almost like epistemological argument about like th this concept called political possibility right. is completely contingent on the, like the raw materials you have around that define what politics is. And so like, as long as it's the spreadsheets rather than like, I don't know, like a discussion of what it would take to do things, you know, like what it would take to like stand up these like pre-K programs or like what it would take to, you know, create an adequate childcare. Like that's, that's why the, the whole conversation about like, Oh, this is such an unprecedentedly like large piece of legislation, which is like, I don't know, I guess, I guess like in terms of dollar figures, you know, oh, I don't you know, Better than nothing adjusted for inflation. <laughs> like, yeah, I guess it's big, but like, what exactly are you trying to do? Tell me that. And then I'll tell you how yeah. big it ought to be. Um, given what you're trying to do, like that's, that's the problem. And, and as long as you're thinking about the federal budget as the, um, denominator, like the thing that, that you have to define, uh, things in terms of, as opposed to like the re resources that like exist in society to fix these problems, you're going to come up with that, that, that problem is going to reemerge again and again, because you will have defined away the one thing 
the government has the ability to do that no other entity does, which is create the means by which it lives. Yeah. Like that's the thing that's, you know, when you think about the, even the, the little example, like the CBO not scoring the revenue thing, that's hilarious. <laughs> it's like, they're like, well, you know, we don't really know if there's any in- effect of like increasing tax enforcement on millionaires. It, assume that's true for a second. If that's fucking true, what the fuck is the point of government? <laughs> like why, yeah. why even or have like, a state what's the point then of the IRS in the first place? Like that's, that's I, the yeah. biggest admission of defeat for like the, the fucking like Viberian idea of like government's <laughs> fucking awesome. I think, um, this, this is like a, a great point, especially what you were saying earlier about like how, what's important really again is what's in the bill and then if you say what the point is that we're trying to get to what the point of government is what the point of the thing that we're trying to do is then you know we can get to the figure from there and like the figure doesn't matter versus like this nebulous like fictitious deficit figure or deficit problem or whatever you know we should move on but before we do i just want to highlight really quickly a couple of those things that are in the bill at least as passed by the house and the things and specifically the versions that sort of made it in through the version that was passed in the house that if you, you know, if you've been listening to our show for the last few months for really like a a very long time since, you know, pretty much since Biden took office more or less, we've been following this as it was, uh, as it was, you know, first drafted and proposed as this like much bigger and more expansive thing. And all these ideas of, you know, some of which, none of which were like going far enough, but some of which would have, you know, clearly been like very good to have. And I think looking at what is actually just, just really quickly, I'm going to run down a couple of the things that I kind of had to dig to figure out what the final, um, where, where the final stance was on mm-hmm. these, but that these are kind of like updates basically on some of the things that we've highlighted as having been floated to be in the bill, floated to have been cut, et cetera, et cetera, over time. So here's a couple of just like big line items. For instance, one, there's a much ballyhooed, I think uh, Biden is tweeting about it even this morning as a, or, you know, Biden's people are tweeting about it under his handle this morning as a insulin price cap, mm. right? Um, this is not an insulin price cap. The idea is that Warning, they're, they're, not they're an, saying not an actual insulin price cap, <laughs> right? They're saying that, you know, everyone knows that obviously like insulin is one of, insulin should obviously be free, but it's one of those drugs that is like insanely expensive for no reason. It leads to a lot of death, um, just because people have to ration it, can't get it, etc. They are promote Democrats are promoting that in the house version that passed, there is a price cap of insulin to $35. That is not a price cap. That is a copay cap mm-hmm. is a very important mm-hmm. distinction, which means if you do not have insurance, which is a lot of people, then you are not, you, you do not get the benefit of this cap. Um, mm. This is not a blanket price cap. It also does not go into effect until 2023. So that's Awesome. Real serious Um, commitment to health equity, folks. I promise I'm going to go through these quickly (laughs) and then we can move on to the booster discussion. But um, to to hear the full episode, become a patron at patreon.com slash death panel pod. You'll get access to this and the rest of our catalog of patron only episodes and be the first to get a new patron episode every Monday when it drops with love, the death panel.